take your bible and uh, and say this after me lord influence me this morning so holy spirit i pray that you will continue to reveal to us your heart in 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 practical ways the power of the holy spirit will touch and uh, we heard a beautiful testimony from your daughter from china and i pray uh, the remaining part of china will will get to know your love father and let me thank you so much that you are a god of patience and uh, in my own life lord so many times uh, i ignored you i walked away from you but you never gave up on me and i thank you so much for your unfailing love and all god's people say in jesus name amen amen so uh, this season is a very interesting season i always love this season because it's all about uh, you know christmas it's it's beautiful colorful and uh, it's all about gifts and uh, there's so many things about christmas and i have a privilege of being married to a to a westerner a european and i know how they celebrate christmas it's it's really really beautiful and there's a lot of lot of food and if you are ever thinking of reducing weight probably christmas season is not the good season to look at it sometimes uh, we have a goal Uh, that we wanted to meet uh, by year end we want to make sure that we stay this weight but then the christmas season we gain a lot and then the good news is the new year is coming so we can make a new resolution and say i'm going to lose that extra 25 pounds that i gained uh, during this uh, christmas holiday but above all when i was thinking about christmas i was thinking about how god chooses randomly people to bring forth his son jesus and there are four hidden heroes in the bible that you might have read it or you might have just read and not paid attention to it i want to f- talk about that how christmas is god orchestrated so the title is very simple christmas god orchestrated so he chooses and he uses so in in other words in order for god to choose and uses the only requirement that we have is not our capacity but our availability and i i read the statement it's so beautiful uh, george whitfield the guy who was part of the pioneering of the methodist uh, he wrote this statement he said jesus was god and man in one person that god and man might be happy together again that's the whole reason about christmas jesus was god and man in one person that god and man might be happy together again and i wrote down here the goal of god in your life in my life is to bring forth jesus the goal of god in your life and my life is to make me holy not to make me happy and sometimes we think happiness is the prime reason why we become a christian and i guess it's a it's a it's a false teaching holiness is the main reason the byproduct of holiness is happiness and if we look for that happiness i have heard preachers said this and i have said this i have repented big time come to jesus all your problems will be solved come to jesus your poverty will turn into riches and i have heard this and i have even spoken that and i repented why because when you follow jesus there is no guarantee everything in life will go well when you follow jesus sometimes things that's going well will turn worst anyone can say amen yes 
And what's the assurance? The assurance is he never leaves us nor forsakes us. So I wrote down here a few things. Christmas is not about Santa Claus. Christmas is not about stockings, filling your stuff in stockings. Christmas is not about biryani or pumpkin pie. Or Christmas is not about hot chocolate and snowflakes, which we don't have it. You know, <laughs> Christmas is not about Christmas tree and decorations. Christmas is not about stars and carol services. Christmas is not about how much you will get. Christmas is not about relaxing on your couch and watching your favorite ball game. Christmas is not about finding your best deal on the market. Christmas is all about realizing the gift you have received internally and eternally. Amen? Christmas is all about the gift you realize that you have received internally but also eternally. So, Christianity, that's why I like the missionary who came 100 years ago, worked with Gandhiji. Uh, his name is um, Stanley Jones, one of my heroes. And he said this, Christianity is twofold, experience and expression. That's why we are here. And that's why in Youth with a Mission, the motto is to know God and to make him known. Amen? Christianity is experience and expression. So, if you look at the story of Jesus, the story of Jesus is one of the most complicated story or also most bizarre story for many people to understand. But God uses four heroes in that story to bring forth his son Jesus to the world. My message this morning is God wants to bring forth Jesus in your life, but are you available like these four guys? So these are the four heroes. If you can look at it, the next screen, and it's Joseph, and that's Mary, and then you have shepherds and the wise men. These are the four guys. So we're going to go into these four characters and find out what are the lessons we can learn from them so that Jesus can be glorified through our lives. The first character is Joseph. If you look at Joseph, Joseph grew up in a sense like he was, he was engaged to this beautiful girl, but if you look at the history, it was not like he was in his 20s or 30s. He was a teenage guy. He was betrothed. In other words, he was engaged to another teenage girl, and they were about to get married. And in those days, there was no one can live if the society comes to know that girl who is betrothed to someone had a sex with somebody else and was pregnant. The punishment is stoned to death. So imagine Joseph is a teenage kid. He's about to get married and they're all playing football. I don't know. And then one guy says, hey, I heard your fiance is pregnant. And Joseph says, uh, well, it's not me. It's not me. And then the guys will be like, who the heck is that then? It's the Holy Spirit. Is that a story that normally can anyone logically understand? No. So that's why if you read the story, if you read the Gospels, the Synoptic Gospels, the Matthew, Luke, and Mark, if you read the story goes like this. Joseph knows this girl is pure, but he doesn't want to bring shame upon her. So what he thought, he would rather just leave her alone, go somewhere, 
you know in tamil they say kai kalavi uttrudu that means you wash your hands and you just let it go that's what the mind it was going on in joseph but in order for joseph to see jesus come through in this life he has to do one thing joseph has to cooperate with the plan of god joseph has to cooperate that leads me to the the point that i want to say is in jeremiah 29:11 it's a one of the famous scriptures everybody might know that i have thoughts for you plans for your plan to prosper you give you future and hope if you can imagine this i don't know but i always think about it a guy is alone he just had a word from the lord a angel visits him and tells him the girl that you are about to marry she carries the spirit of god in her and she is going to bring forth a son sometimes when god speaks it does not make sense to others but it makes sense deep down in your heart for others it sounds stupid for others it sounds rubbish for others it sounds foolish but deep down in your heart you know that you know you have heard from the lord like what we heard from our sister from china she said i heard a voice saying to me go spread my love okay let's translate this little bit a person who works in a prestigious university leaves the job goes to la cleans the toilets i don't know what was your work duty was that one of yours kitchen which probably incoming and outgoing but you know you clean that you work there come to india sleep on the floor it does not make sense but it does make sense when you cooperate with the voice of god so this is my point we can all read this together the key principle is if i want god to choose me and use me i need to cooperate to god's plan can we read this again together if i want god to choose me and use me i need to cooperate to god's plan it's very important god is never willing to pour his spirit upon anyone who is not willing to cooperate you need to yield that's why the bible says you need to yield to the holy spirit that means god will put some something deep down in your heart and outside if you share it i remember when i was 18 years old the lord said you will be my ambassador to the nations and i opened my mouth to my friends everyone laughed because that time in my family no one ever traveled outside tamil nadu but here i am standing god has taken me to 102 countries to preach the gospel how did it happen it happens only one thing when i cooperated to the plan of god there are a lot of people who are christians but they are only wishful people they only wish i wish i could do this i wish i could see what others are doing but wishful people need to move from that place to a place of cooperation put your hand up there and you say i am not going to just wish i'm going to cooperate to see the plan of god fulfilled in and through my life so this is what joseph did he cooperated he said okay you know what i am willing to take the shame you know in the middle eastern culture it's close to our indian culture it's a shame culture it's a culture where 
people smile outwardly but they want to keep the face outside so if you invite somebody to home you come for home for dinner their first response would be like for sure but if you would be waiting for them they won't come why because it's a face save culture but at the same time it's also a shame culture it's like it's a culture where you can really say something that can hurt it's a indirect culture so in a mess western culture it's very honest yes is yes no is no here yes could be yes or no or it could be yes and no that's why our yes and no is all the same you probably would have learned that tricks by this time okay so joseph cooperated that's what i want to challenge all of us if jesus wants to manifest in your life the first thing we need to do we need to cooperate with the holy spirit amen let's look at the second hero in this mary mary another teenage girl she was pregnant imagine they were preparing for a wedding and all of a sudden she needs to go and say <clears throat> honey i'm pregnant by the way it's not what you think it's the holy ghost and right now we can't prepare a wedding feast we need to prepare for the birth imagine the scorn imagine the shame that she might have gone through imagine everything but what she had she had only one thing the word of the lord she had the word of the lord what was the word of the lord mary you are highly favored woman listen to me just because you are favored from god does not mean you won't go through shame in your life just because you are highly favored does not mean you won't go through scorn in your life people will ridicule you you see god arranged everything right this is the humor part of god he arranged everything he he arranged joseph he arranged mary he arranged shepherds he arranged the wise men he arranged the stars he arranged everything angels but he forgot to make a reservation in a hotel the bible says he walked around and checked out all the hens everything was full he could have made it right the booking he could have made maybe booking.com was not there that time i guess he purposefully led it there so we kind of twisted it into thinking jesus was born there so poverty is godly we kind of messed messed that up he made sure left it there why because he wants jesus to be born in a place where majority of the world can sympathize with him that's the reason so so when i was thinking about mary a teenage girl going through so much shame that time there was no oprah winfrey to run a teen mom show talk about how was your teen pregnancy explain and then there is no book under your seat where you will find it and you take it and surprise gift and then dr ozzy will come and explain how to overcome your teen teen traumas there was nothing this was the only girl who was pregnant and the bible says she was virgin that means no guy slept with her and here she is pregnant what's my point here this is my point i want to i want to read this to you joshua 18 study and meditate the word of god that's what it says the key principle is if i want god to choose me and use me i need to be a man of the word in other words word of god is your ultimatum i have learned in my life 
the opinion of god is the most important opinion in my life nothing else what others says does not make sense i wrote down few more things here mary was scared to death but she pondered the word of god she studied the word of god she asked lord what is this so many times we kind of hear the word but we kind of let ah oh, it's okay you know too much pressure people's opinion and she didn't become a world person she became a word person amen that's my prophecy over you that you will not be a world person or the opinion of the world person you will be a word person what god says you will do it that's it doesn't matter if you step out in faith people may ridicule you there are so many people will talk about nonsense oh yes sir it's not good i still remember when i stepped out doing missions i remember my all my indian friends they had prophecies over me that you will go to europe you will go to america you will go to canada you will go to australia only the first world nations you know never no one prophesied you will go to mudigishu you go to sudan you go to kenya you go to sri lanka you go to bhutan you go to bujumbura you go to kigali which is in rwanda you went to kenya nairobi nobody prophesied i was wondering why because they were looking at one of the best places in the world to go and minister but sometimes god will ask you to go to places that doesn't make sense logically but it makes sense spiritually amen that's what i like what renard bonke says renard bonke says many times people stop here if it doesn't make sense they leave it they go they don't go one step up he says i will go one step up and ask god does it make sense to you theological does it make sense to you and i will do what god says and i want to challenge all of us sometimes we ponder about other people's word but how are you pondering upon the word of god what is the word that god spoken over you that you are asking the lord lord give me this promise you spoke to me about this you said you will take to me to the nations i remember when i was 98th country i really wanted to go israel as my 100th nation to preach the gospel and i didn't know anyone the only person i know was a tourist agent and i didn't want to go and get a tourist visa and go there and get my stamp and say i also been to 100 nations the lord said i will take you you will go there and you will teach there and i was waiting june 24th i got an email and actually it's a y group y group started and they have heard about through some skaters and they invited me and uh, they said come and teach on holy spirit all my tickets were paid my hotels were paid i went there to preach and we were in the upper room on the first century upper room we were praying and the holy spirit fell on them what's my point god knows your email address amen you just need to hold on to the word of god and part of the team will be coming next couple of weeks you know you will see them this is what it i was pondering on if god says he will do it it may take some time but he will do it that means you don't need to worry about other people's word you need to be only focused on the word of god i still remember so many times people said negative things when isaac was born he was you know early pregnant uh, labor pain and she was rushed to the hospital the baby was about to be born on the 6th month and the doctor said that's it when the baby is born 98% he is going to be a vegetable 
but he doesn't eat vegetable, he eats what, the, what eats the vegetable now. So he was not born on the sixth month, he was born on the 40th week, and I cut the umbilical cord. I still have a small piece of it, it's kind of gross, but anyway. <laughs> but what's my point? The word of God, he said, I have written your son in the palm of my hand. Way before all this happened. So I was sitting in ER, in CMC, just reminding this word, Lord, you said this, you never make a mistake. Even if it looks like a mistake, you're going to make it all in a beautiful way. Son of God is going to be glorified. Amen? So that's the second one. Okay, the third one is shepherds. Shepherds are the most uh, smelly people. I don't know if you hang out any with any shepherd, you know, and no one will proudly go and say, I'm a shepherd. Nobody go and say, what's my occupation? I'm a shepherd. No, it's the most lowest job. And they were the low class, stinky, smelly, uneducated, lowliest, and not really accepted in the society. But the angel came and told them, hey, this is how you're going to be born in this place. And they were so happy. And they went and started celebrating. And they started worshipping. And they started singing praises to God. You know, the world looks at what you have failed. Christ looks at where you can arrive. Amen? The world always tells, Esther did this. Oh, she will never be able to overcome. This is her past. It always rubs your past on your face. But Christ helps you to see where you are going. Amen? So, one of the things that the shepherds, I don't know about you, you ever seen a shepherd, there are shepherds in the villages, and if you look at them, they are very, uh, they kind of smell very goaty, because they hang outs with goats, and they hang outs with the sheep, or sheepy, or whatever, is that an English word? I don't know. But they kind of stink a lot. And they are very simple people. They don't have big agenda. They don't have carry an iPhone and check their calendar. There is, there is nothing. They have a little stick and they just walk around like one of those guys, you know. And they just go. It's dusty. And, you know, they are not so elegant people. They are not etiquette in how they communicate and how they carry themselves. You know, the world puts a lot of standards, right? You have to be like this. You have to be like that. You need to do this. You need to wear this. You need to have this. You know, right now, if you're having iPhone 7, sometimes the world says, that's not really good. iPhone 8 has come. You know? And when you buy iPhone 8, by the time you buy, something else is going to come. So it's constant update of this world culture. We think we are never full. But sometimes we need to understand it does not matter where you come from. You may come from a broken background. You may come from a very uh, hostile background. You may come from a divorced family background. You may come from a relationship that was really messed up. But that's your past. Your future is safe in the hand of God. Amen? So, the shepherds celebrated. I wrote down a scripture here, Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. It again say rejoice. But the message version says, celebrate God all day, every day. Amen? Are you celebrating God all day? What is celebration? Being grateful to God. That's called celebration. An ungrateful spirit can never worship God. The more cranky you are, the less worship you can do. Only the grateful spirit can worship God. 
only the grateful heart. Why don't we take 10 seconds, lift up your hands and be grateful for the things God has done in your life. Maybe clean water. Maybe it's a fan. Maybe a mattress. Maybe a roof on the head, on the top of your head. Maybe a facility like this. Maybe an air-conditioned church that we could be blessed with. You know, whatever it is, just take 10 seconds. Even those who are watching online, just take 10 seconds and be grateful for what God has done in your life. Father, I just want to thank you for giving me a family. I was a mess, but you took my mess and turned into a message. Just open your mouth. Just give thanks to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you. I thank you for the breakfast. I thank you for clean water. I thank you for the transportations. I thank you that you have kept us alive. Even in 2017, we saw so many calamities. But the power of God, the presence of God has kept us so beautiful. Even that our property, you put an edge so that no fire can come and consume. I thank you so much for your faithfulness. I thank you, Father. Celebrate God. This is the principle I wrote down here. You can look up in the screen. If I want God to choose me and use me, I need to celebrate God in every area of my life. Amen? These shepherds didn't have, you know, probably they are not even educated. They don't know. They don't even know. Probably, I think, I assume, they probably don't know how to read or write. They probably didn't have a good presentation like this. But they know one thing. They celebrated God every day. The Bible says, when the angel came and told them, they saw the sign, the stars, they went and they bowed, they paid the respects, they celebrated, they came back singing. You know, a grumpy person cannot worship God. And is it not fun to hang out with a grumpy guy? It's not nice. They are like, I call them constipated Christians. It's all incoming, no outgoing. It's like, fill me, Lord, fill me, Lord, fill me, Lord. It's like this, nothing going out. And constipated people does not release fragrance, but they release stinkiness. Some medical doctors here, they will tell you. Because, you know why? Because they are so focused on how much they can get, not on how much they can give. I like what Benahin says, when Jesus becomes real to you, every other problem disappears. Amen? The presence of Jesus. And it's when Jesus becomes real to you. That's why it's so important that you get up in the morning, every morning, and you say, God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you that I have a clean water. Thank you that I have, you know, a beautiful wife sleeps, not for the single ones. For me, I say this, a beautiful wife sleeps next to me. Thank you that I have precious kids who look so handsome like their daddy. That's not a joke, Anna. I don't know why you laugh. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, that we could able to worship God in this place. You know, so many times, Christians, I have been to some churches, you know, they sit on the floor. We were in the village. You know, nothing was there, no electricity. Thank God we have electricity. Thank God we were blessed with the landlord, who is the owner. The owner is sitting at the back here. I'm not puffing him up, but he charges 2,000 rupees an hour, but he gave us half the price. But we don't, he doesn't even charge four hours. We come here, we use four hours. He charges only for two hours. So it's, it's a double blessing. We should never take our life for granted, even the air we breathe. Amen? So celebrate God all day. 
If I want God to choose me and use me, I need to celebrate every day God in every area of my life. Celebrate God. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, you looking good. I celebrate God in my life. Take every moment and celebrate God in your life. It's so beautiful. And I wrote down here, you know, more gratitude, less crankiness. More thankfulness, less worry. More love, judge less. Care more, criticize little. Amen? We are so sometimes other way around. We are more judging. We are more cranky. The word cranky, that's where the Germans found that word Krankenhaus, which basically means hospital. The ones who are cranky goes to Krankenhaus. And the ambulance is called Krankenwagen, which means cranky people's vehicle. Sadly, hospitals are better and some churches are cranky. There are more depressed people in the church than in the hospital. And I prophesy over you in Jesus' name. There is no room for crankiness. Amen? You will celebrate God. You will celebrate one another. You will celebrate yourself. Put your hand on your heart. And you say, I celebrate myself. Put your hand on the neighbor. I don't tolerate you. I celebrate you. (laughs) Big difference. You know what is a toleration? Four more weeks. Three more weeks. Two more weeks. Graduation. Hasta la vista. (laughs) Block it from your Facebook. That's it. That's tolerating. Tolerating person will never celebrate the gifting in other person's life. They just bite their tongue, sit there, <laughs> fake smile. You probably might have learned that here. <laughs> Everything well, brother. Praise Allah. But inside you are like super constipated. If I want God to choose me and use me, I need to celebrate everyday God in every area of my life. Amen. That should be our attitude. That's why the that's why psalmist says, I enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. That means what? You enter the gate. You enter the presence of God with thanksgiving. Lord, I thank you. Don't start your prayer. Lord, I don't know why I sing here in India. Why my leaders are like this? Why I have only once a week internet? That's not celebration. Amen? Okay, anyway. Number four. Last one. And then I will pray. This is a fabulous one. Wise men. They were really wise, you know. That's why they call wise men. <laughs> and even Daniel studied uh, to be a wise man. Wise men always seek God. That's why in Psalms it says, only fools don't seek God. And so beautiful, if you look at the wise men, they had an encounter again. And they go and pay homage to Jesus they bow down, they bring the three things, gold, mirror, and frankincense, and, and there's all three related to a specific reason why they gave this. But they paid everything, but then on their way back, they encountered the Lord, and their direction changed. This is my point. Anytime you come in contact with Jesus, your direction in life changes. Anytime you thought this is how my plan is going to be. But then, when you met Jesus, he messes up your plan. And when he messes up, he messes up for good. Amen? Any witness here? Any witness? When Jesus meets you and your plan, he messes up for good. And sometimes that messiness 
we don't like it which is the reason why we call flesh is still battling in the spirit we still don't like it why because sometimes people say oh jesus you know there is an analogy like your life is like a car and the driving seat is where jesus needs to be seated and if people asked were asked this question is jesus on the driving seat the answer would be like yes but most of us are back seat drivers in other words jesus would be at the crossroads want to turn right and you are at the back seat where are you turning to the road of forgiveness no i don't want to forgive that person where are you turning to the road of generosity no i don't want to give that's called back seat drivers my challenge for all of us this morning you know these wise men they gave everything their talents their gifts to the lord they dedicated it matthew 2 verse 11 says as they came to the house and saw the child with mary and his mother they bowed down and worshiped him they opened their treasure boxes and gave him gifts of gold frankincense and myrrh religion says hide your treasures expose your fears kingdom says hide your fears expose your talents amen this is the key truth principle that i wrote down here if i want god to choose me and use me i need to dedicate my time gifts and talents let's say this again all of us if i want god to choose me and use me i need to dedicate my time gifts and talents you know so many time we think our time is is just passing time passing you know i used to be that kind of person and that the recently the lord did a dealing in my heart that i realized uh, that i am spending too much time on facebook so i took up facebook from my my phone why because the idol is not necessarily an idol like kali put her tongue down and with the 10 hands the idol is anything that takes the place of jesus in your life is an idol food can be an idol ministry can be an idol facebook can be an idol whatsapp can be an idol whatever thing can be an idol even your wife and kids can be an idol so i i realized that that i am not using my time properly so it happened recently where i have to reexamine revisit my life how i give my time where i give what books i am reading what food i am eating what friends i am associating with so that i can go to the destiny where god has called me many christians stop reading many christians don't ponder on the word of god many christians just come and visit the bible says he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide in the shadow of the almighty the bible does not say he who visits the secret place of the most high he who comes and touches and go it's time for us to take all our times and gifts and talents and give it to the lord and sometimes we think oh i don't have proper gifts i remember thinking like that why because i was comparing myself with my brother he's a very good singer very professional singer he has released album he's a musician he, he plays keys drums he's like all in all when i sing people leave donkeys come in because i was comparing myself with my brother but then i realized i have some other gift gift of motivation gift to encourage people gift to speak life over people 
gift of prophecy and i started nurturing that then i realized wow these things are inside of me i didn't know you will never discover your gifts when you are comparing you will only discover your gifts when you embrace yourself put your hand on your heart i'm not going to tolerate me i'm going to embrace me everything of me the gifts the talents everything of me i'm going to embrace it and i want to use it for the glory of god amen these four heroes let's look at this four heroes mary he she pondered the word of god joseph he cooperated with the with the word of god the shepherds they celebrate this wise men they dedicated everything what's my point if jesus wants to be glorified through your life you need to cooperate you need to celebrate your life you cannot tolerate your life amen you need to ponder the word of god go back to the word of god spoken say this god this is what you have said to me you said ask of me i will give you the nations give this you know not every promises that's written in the bible is yours but there are some promises god has spoken to you personally take that and say god this is what you have given to me i want this in my life delay does not mean denial amen sometimes it's delays but god is working in you and wise men like wise men i want to dedicate everything whatever you are good at do it with all your heart if you're good at singing do it in such a way that your song will have a million hits amen when you play the shackles will be broken in the name of jesus when you are in the hospital when you put your hand on someone the supernatural touch of jesus will release his anointing amen so that's my prayer now my prayer is no more like lord just i want to just survive in this world no i want to see jesus being glorified in my life so during this christmas season i want to challenge all of us that's why the title is christmas god orchestrated god wants to orchestrate jesus through our life are we pondering the word are we cooperating are we dedicating everything are we celebrating when we do this we will truly see jesus being glorified in and through our life amen